it's Hosley Rock Show, and today I'm talking to... Hi, I'm Melissa. I'm uh, from the um, show. We have a podcast called ESP, Drawing Out the Spirits, and I also operate my own website that does occult writings called Scarlet What do you do on your um, show? Um, well, I co-host it with a good friend of mine, John Chadwick, and he lives up um, northern England, um, in Durham County, I believe, and so basically we do some talks with a variety of different guests about different topics, like, um, it could be artist topics, it could be paranormal, it could be the unknown, it could be UFOs, you know, whatever it is, it could be a book project or a play, but the whole premise of the show is that as we interview them, there's a video element to it as well. So John is a professional illustrator, so he does a lot of drawings, and he'll draw out different aspects or sketches or whatnot of um, their experiences or their research or something for their play, maybe something they can use in the future on social media. So that is basically the premise of the whole thing. Um, We just had a show uh, about where we did an analysis of the movie The Shining, and we had a guest artist on who did a a Photoshop drawing of Jack Nicholson from the movie, so that was interesting. So that's basically the premise of that podcast. Do you cover other things on your podcast, like cryptozoology, paranormal, UFO, conspiracy theories, stuff like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're, we're pretty wide open. Like, we've done one on, um, you know, poltergeist. We had um, Paul um, Sinclair come on, and he was talking about um, mysterious lights in the sky. Um, you know, we have a lot of people from the Folklore Revival come on, and they'll talk about folklore or um, werewolves and stuff like that. Yeah, so we're open to a whole range of, you know, Freudian paranormal and, and artistic categories or history alternative history yeah, I'm a great friend of urban legends because I think they've all got an element of truth behind them yeah absolutely most most legends and folklore are born from you know real accounts in history for sure I'm, I'm looking up one at the moment I'm trying to find more information about the rat man of South End on sea Oh, I've not heard of that. Apparently, this is Tramp who uh, got beaten up in, a, in the pass very badly, and he's meant to haunt the uh, underpass. He hears scratching noise like rats, or oh. he could have been gone by the, made by the mayor having an unseemly affair with someone, and he was born with a te- little tail on his back and like rat like features. Oh wow. That's interesting. No, I, I never heard where where is that from? South End on Sea, which is Essex. Oh in Essex, okay. <laughs> that's great. That's interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of we have a lot of tales locally from where I am on Vancouver Island, but a lot of them are are um, native tales and some of the native folklores um 
aren't necessarily native folklores. It might be um, like maybe in the 30s, um, people created a, a native folklore to get, attract tourists or whatnot. So they use some elements of native folklore and they'll mix it with some myth story that's n- that never happened just to attract people to a ski resort or something. Like they 
were just driving, and all of a sudden they looked, they, it was seamless, they just looked down, and the gas was gone, and they were out an hour and 20 minutes. What happened? I don't know. I have no idea, but they, they were sort of referencing that something, some sort of UFO, alien phenomena could have happened, but they have no recollection of that. So, I've never had experiences, but I've had people tell me experience, which I've written about. Do you have ley lines over where you are? Or? I presume you have, but you might be calling them by a different name. I'm, I'm not aware of them. It's not um, something I've ever heard about. Um, Canada is very um, large and spread out, and I don't know that it was constructed like it was. There's so many small towns, and I, I'm not sure things are construct. Things are not as closely um, aligned and situated. So, like you have 30 million people in Canada spread out over an area where you could probably fit the UK in like a hundred times. So, it's I don't know if it's as it's because it's not as densely populated. I don't think buildings were constructed in any particular way. I, I haven't heard anything, and I haven't researched anything on lines here, so I, I can't actually answer that. <laughs> um, uh, have you heard of anything unusual where you live that you thought, oh, I'd like to cover that story? Well, there is, um, I live on Vancouver Island, and there is a city down on the south end of the island called Victoria, and it's the, ca it's the capital of a province, and it's known as the paranormal hotspot. Where and that's where you hear the multitude of you know well-known uh, haunted locations, and there's a lot of um, you know a, a Wiccan practitioners and and different sort of eclectic groups that are in Victoria. So if I wanted to collect an occult book or go to a used bookstore, I would likely find it in Victoria as opposed to the other small towns on the island. So it tends to have, um, and I don't know, the, the theory is, is that it's a combination of the seawater and there was a lot of, um, it was um, originally, it would have been a, like a, a, a fort from the um, Hudson Bay Company and the RCMP, so there would have been a lot of, um, you know, fights, fighting off native people and um, a whole transient population coming to build it up, including you know, people from the, you know, United Kingdom or Scotland, but there would have been a lot of, um, graphic and violent history as well. M you know, maybe not the same as the United Kingdom, but there, I mean, there's a, a rich and vast, um, native culture and history, um, on the coast here. Yeah, I, I, I know there's quite a vast difference between America and Canada, because sometimes people get confused that they're the same country. Obviously, they're not. No. No, culturally, I mean, we have similarities because we're influenced by America. We're greatly influenced by American culture, especially via television. But th there's definitely a difference between America and Canada. Canada Canadians are probably a little bit more, uh, I don't know, at least 30% nicer <laughs> in general. But there, there's definitely a cultural difference. Most of our cities are along the U.S. border, and we have a vast... Um, you know, land mass that's really cold and wintry way up north that not very many people live on, live in. So we have, um, even though we have a large land mass, we don't occupy a lot of that because of the terrain. 
but yeah, we're, we're similar to Americans, but not not exactly. It's it's a different culture. There's a different attitude. Well, I know the Queen's still fishing yeah. like your um, monarch, isn't it, over there? I think. Um, she, I, I guess she could, she's still on her money, so she's sort of yeah, head of yeah, state. Yeah, but she doesn't right, yeah. as much power. No. <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah, exactly, yeah, that's right. <laughs> she's there, she's there on her money. I was, I was speaking to someone the other day from Quebec, Canada. Okay, yeah, Quebec, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I know there's quite a difference between Quebec, Canada, and normal Canada as well. Obviously, the French. Yeah, they have they have um, um, a, a very different a different culture. It's a beautiful province, by the way. Montreal is a really nice city. Um, so they have um, a, a vast, a higher um, French speaking population, and they, their their language is a lot. It's a different French. It's like the Quebecois French. It's different from like a Parisian French that you would find in France. But they have um, yeah, it's a different. Um, then um, they have their own cultural identity that's a little bit different from the rest of Canada, you know, preserving that French heritage. Have you heard of anything to do with witches or anything like that? Because obviously over Britain we've got a history of witches and of course in America they've got the Salem history and other histories. Well, um, you know, I don't think that I know of I don't know any particular stories. We didn't have some, as far as I know, a vast witch hunt happening in Canada. I'm not saying that there was never any small town that said, oh, that strange woman is a witch or anything like that. I'm not saying that never happened. We, we just don't didn't have an epidemic where witches were burned, burned or hung or stoned to death or anything like that that I'm aware of. Um, we do have, um, I, I did write a story, we do have lo- a lot of like modern sort of Wicca people, especially on where I live on the West Coast, is very <laughs> New Age-esque, I, I guess that's the word. I, I'm not really that New Age, but it's very New Age-esque, and especially on Vancouver Island, people are very healthy and into alternative healing and medicines and you know, ve- vegetarianism, and so that's really vast here on the island. <laughs> I heard you say that you're quite healthy yourself. You go, you said you go to the gym and you run a class. Oh, I manage it? a gym. Yeah, I, I manage a gym. So I manage a gym three days a week, and then I do sales advisory and then graphic design. So um, I'm 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 a little more like I guess you would more intense. Like I, I don't I'm not like meditation or yoga. It's more like I would do something like boxing or or boot camp training, kind of something more intense. <laughs> Do you enjoy that kind of thing? What's that? Do you enjoy that kind of thing? Um, uh, not while I'm doing it. Afterwards, I feel good. <laughs> That's why I do it. But while I'm doing it, it's hard. <laughs> how long have you been? Uh, how long have you owned your own gym? It's been a long time. Well, I don't. I don't own it. I just manage it. All right, so And I've only been managing. I've always worked out all my life, but um, I've only managed this gym for a couple of years. And I mean, you just, everybody's at, the, at, at a different level fitness-wise, so, I mean, you just work with people with what they have going and, and try to build them up, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, but, I mean, uh, it's, it's a really, a cl- 
eclectic island, so there's um yeah, there's a lot of really interesting stories. I'm interested in a lot of the myths and, and whatnot around here, and they can be hard to find because a lot of people in the West um, just they don't tend to like to talk about um, ghosts, or they don't believe in it, or they might be atheists or whatnot. So there's not a lot. There's a few, but there, you don't come across a lot of people that want to investigate or talk about paranormal circumstances. Music, but the music we played at N was actually 
actually, in the end, was actually on an archive, like a public archive, so we had permission to use it, and they're saying, no, we don't, and I think that's what it's about. Yeah, royalty sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, I've done that. Free mu- they said it's free music, and it's not. Because somebody, yeah. oh, someone's got, if someone makes a claim, it's theirs. They have to look yeah. into it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't, I don't, I've never really talked to you before, Mark. What got you into sort of paranormal in Fortiana? Well, I'm curious. Well, well, I, well, I was in Walsery looking for something to do, and I thought, oh, I'll look for some volunteer work. And I happened to come across John at CSF. And I went okay, to talk yeah. to and I talked to him one day, and he said, oh, yeah, come along, we need some volunteers. And he said, oh, you'll get hooked into this cryptozoology. I said, yeah, you're right. And I sort of got into it from there. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. What did you do, you know? Cool. I quite enjoy it. I mean, I'm not an expert by any means, but I talk to anybody about any subject. I listen to them. Yeah. I mean, my theory is, who am I to disagree with them? I mean, they could be be completely right. And most people, if they are wrong, will say, oh, sorry, we got that wrong. Yeah, that's, that's good. I, mean, I only question people, like, I listen to people, because they could be right, but I only question people if they say something like, this historical figure made a deal with aliens, and then I'll question them, because I'll say, okay, well, where's your evidence for that? Because then they're sort of trying to rewrite history, and so that's when I'll, I'll just lie, like, go, oh, what evidence do you have for that? <laughs> well, classic one is the moon. If they say I had an experience and this is what happens, I wouldn't question them, I'd, I'd just let them tell their experience. But if they start saying, you know, rewriting history and saying someone else, then I'll say, where's the evidence? <laughs> classic one's the moon landing, because there's always been Oh, yeah. we didn't land on the moon because the flag is flying. The flag is white, waving. No, we did land on the moon because the Russians by now would have rubbed it in, or rubbed it in Americans' faces. What a trip! Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know that was the one thing that we we disagreed with. There's all this stuff about The Shining that says that it's um, a fake moon landing and it's coded in The Shining, and we don't we don't agree with that at all. We were like, nah. Have you ever covered The Exorcist? We haven't covered The Exorcist. No, we haven't covered it. We haven't talked about it yet. I mean, we might one day in the future, but I think think it's got some similar themes. And, of course, it's... I think The Exorcist um, and the success of it is one of the things that prompted Stanley Kubrick to get into the horror genre because he felt like he was sort of running behind, and that's where he was spending his time, you know, creating his version of The Shining, which is different from the book. So The, the Exorcist is, a, is an interesting movie as well. It's based on um, fact as well. Yeah, it is. It is definitely. It's based on a, a true story, and, and I have some reserves about the true story. I, I, I'm, I'm not convinced that the boy was possessed, but um, that's I mean, that's for a different that's for a different discussion, right? <laughs> well, I know for a fact the church does have an ex unit in, in the Vatican. It does exist. Well, it's there. But, you know, the one thing about that, that case that a lot of people don't discuss about that young boy that the exorcist was based on is a lot of those symptoms that, that the, 
that he's showing and that they actually have a Reagan show in the movie are symptoms of, um, you know, child abuse, child molestation. Now, hopefully this doesn't get, people are not offended by it, but this is one of the things that's brought up. And in that original case, if you go look at that young boy, they suspected that he is being sexually abused. And that was brought up. And nobody ever mentions that because it's too uncomfortable of an element to mention. But a lot of these, these, these children who are, you know, portraying extreme behaviors, um, there's something else wrong. And I think, I think the responsible thing to do is look at that first, then, then to go to say, oh, they're possessed. I think that is. Well, yeah, cover everything at the angle, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I agree yeah. there. Especially when it has to do with psychology and the health, uh, the health and well-being of a child. <laughs> Well, yeah, but, yeah, it's like everything you cover. I mean, as I say, you look into it, you read everything, and you think, oh, yeah, okay. What's it heard today? Oh, look, they've done research about sharks. Apparently, sharks like jazz music. <laughs> do they? <laughs> well, according to these scientists... Interesting. Well, jazz music's pretty good. How did they find out that sharks like they jazz played music? It, they played it to them because they were trying to suss out um, what kind of vibrations, I suppose, they pick up on, like whales do, and other fish pick up on vibrations, don't they? They uh, contact each other via radar-like systems. And they just picked it up. They, they picked out that they seem to... Respond to it. Respond to it. I thought, yeah, I wonder if some poor scientist was down there with the microphone going, I don't want to die. <laughs> That's interesting, unless they did it uh, with sharks that were contained. <laughs> More likely were contained. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you, yes, you would, you would kind of have to, to rule out any other factors. <laughs> I don't think it was a, um, I can't remember, it was an American one where they were training seals to... Um, have bombs in them? I think it was bombs. To have what in them? Bombs on them. Bombs? Yes, it sinks submarines. Oh my god, was that a Russian thing? No, I think it's, I may be wrong, please tell me if I am, people. Um, it's, um, American, Americans come up with it. I know for a fact that the Germans wanted to put bombs on bats and fly them into oh my God. Uh, fly them into this Japan. sounds like something from uh, from a while ago <laughs> in World War 2 this was and they wanted to uh, fly them into Japan thought. and they wanted to um, I think it's the Germans anyway they wanted to fly them in because it, it was easy to fly in and in uh -huh. uh, Japan obviously paper uh -huh. houses it could have been American, so I'd be, and of course the paper houses easy to destroy. Interesting. Well, I'm reading something here that says that there's such thing as a military dolphin. Uh, that's what might be the one I might be on there. Dolphin is a dolphin trained trained for military uses. The United States and Soviet militaries have trained and employed oceanic dolphins for several reasons, such as military dolphins have been trained to oh, they've just been trained to rescue naval swimmers and locate underwater mines. Yeah. I'm seeing dolphins here. I don't see anything about seals, but that wouldn't. Say, if there's dolphins, then why not seals? Yeah, that might be it. As I say, it's as you say, if you've not got it in front of you, you can't. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously seals are trainable. They they train them in the circus, but how? how that's kind of awful. Like, you know, poor seal. Train it to detonate a bomb, and what happens to the seal? Yeah, I mean, that they use dogs. They use dogs in the war for pigeons. They use pigeons to send um, messages. And they, and they, they, they don't have to do that now. They just have to. They use some sort of technology or drone or something like that or, or code or hacking. Oh yeah, it don't take much now, does it? Yeah. Definitely a thing of the past. Yes, yes. It's, it's interesting. I'm a great fear that history repeats itself. When you look at the current situation, you look at the current situation. Now you got a man in power. saying he's like Hitler or Mussolini by any chance, but he, he's got the same kind of rhetoric and the way he speaks. Mm-hmm. You can see I wouldn't be so bold to compare him to Hitler or Mussolini, um, because I, I don't think he's like them, but I, I don't think he's... Um, I, th- I think he's a manifestation of, of frustrations of, of the population of America, whether, and I don't think everybody who voted for him were necessarily racist. I wouldn't have voted for him. And um, I don't know, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of tension around that topic, and I wouldn't have voted for him, but um, I, he's definitely a manifestation of something that you have to pay attention to in, instead of just pointing the finger and, and saying they're bad. I think you have to be aware of what's actually happening that has nothing to do with Donald Trump, which is people and, you know, middle class working people are hurting in America. Yes, that's what I meant. It's the same kind of feel with that. Germany was at the time and Italy was at the time. They both was being, un- like, they've just come out of a war. They both, was, mm-hmm. they both was, like, feeling fed up with the current government, not doing nothing for them. That kind of feel. That's what I meant. I didn't mean it like when he was Yeah. Well, unfortunately, like, Donald Trump's never come out of any war, and he is born rich and wealthy, so that's where he's not like them at all. He's actually rather, far more privileged than they were, and he's never fought in any war. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> so he's very much unlike those two characters in that way. He's very privileged, and he's very narcissistic. <laughs> yeah, it's just very strange, you know. Have you got anybody in Canada that has stood out, like, famously, that you would look up to say, oh, yes, that definitely is a person? If I, if they was alive now, or if they are alive now, you'd say you'd love to have them on and talk to them about them. Oh, I would love to have Jordan B. Peter Peterson on. Just That would be interesting. It's never going to happen. He's a professor at the University of Ontario. Um, who else would I like to have on? Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Maybe some, maybe somebody who, who, who ran a childhood show when I was young. <laughs> I don't know. Someone, someone a little less controversial. <laughs> The old cartoons when you grow up, you look back with them with fondness. I used to watch Banana Splits when I was young. And, oh, um, I haven't heard of that one. And uh, lots of other stuff, and Pink Panther. And... Oh, that's a good one, that's a good one. Yeah. I've, also, I've also had a long chat with people lately about political correctness. 
I'm not a great fan of it. I can understand why certain words do offend people. I'm not saying they don't. I agree they do. But a certain word, I won't say that word, used to mean the colour of a cotton. And it, is, and it is used as a paraphrase between certain people as a way of affection, I've heard. But if you, we was to say that word, it might come across as offensive, which is offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of words that are offensive, and um, I can understand people being against um, threats and acts of violence. I can understand people say being against people being discriminated against for gender or whatever. Um, but what I'm not for is um, I think people should get their position based on competency and their skill and ability to do something, not based on their race or their gender or anything else. So regardless of what they look like or what their gender is, has nothing to do with it. They should get something ba based on their ability and their qualifications to do it. End of story. Which uh, seems to be going. That's not people want to. People want so many women to fill a role, so many this to fill a role, and I think that's a big mistake. And that's where. That's where sort of. Um, um, political correctness is going, and I think it's a big mistake to police people's language. Um, because it prevents it prevents freedom of speech, and that's what the that's what the middle class that's what the middle class has. That's all they've really got going for it. If we don't have freedom of speech, we're in you know we're in big trouble. Well, my, my political correctness and, and the youth—they're so sensitive. They're actually destroying what makes them what can make them powerful because they're sensitive and they don't like hearing anybody else's opinion. And I think it's I think it's a big mistake on their part, and they'll suffer in the end for it. Well, my theory is we're born, we have the middle bit, we die. The wall was say yeah. equal like that, no matter who we are. There are always yeah. going to be people you're not going to like, and they might not like you. Yeah. But exactly. That's it. That's life, isn't it? You know? Well, and I think, I, think, I think this comes from the fact as well that we helicopter parent our children today way too much, and this has been happening for a while, and children um, aren't left to play with other children. They always have adults around to manage things, and so they actually haven't learned to... Um, to toughen up and respond to things and work things out themselves so they, they they're used to going to people to say this is wrong this is bad and so now they're doing it when they get in universities and colleges they're, they're just reporting everything because everything offends them and if you can't say something offensive then then you're not going to be able to think and criticize stuff it's, it's, it's that simple well so it's tell you we, we heard of a Britain over here about Barbara Windsor being obviously having dementia which is not nice to have, obviously. No. But the way they was reported, they were saying, oh, she was in EastEnders. She was in um, Carry On Films. It seemed to me that they were saying, it came across that she died or something. You know, the way they say, kept saying, she was. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, uh, and I, and I, I thought, well, I got memory problems myself, and I don't know. Uh -huh. And I know it's like it's not very nice, is it? You are treated slightly different, but at the end of the day, you're not the illness. You are you. Still. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, there's a lot of things we can do for people who have dementia.
dementia problems and memory problems. I mean, there's a lot of um, the research right now that points to um, a lifetime of, um, you know, n not less favorable diet choices and and not getting healthy fats and lots of veg in your system and good healthy meats and stuff. That, that, that eating lots of sugar and stuff, that stuff can actually slowly lead to a deterioration. And you can't tell uh, for a long time. And then you hit a certain age and it starts showing up. But it's always been there all along. It's, there's been a deterioration. You just don't notice it until someone's in their 60s or their 70s. Oh, that's Um, 
general, there's um, there's probably there is probably an algorithm that affects what you get to see, and I think I think you're part of creating the algorithm as well too because it's based on what you're clicking. But I do know that they're 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 nixing a lot of posts, which could get them into trouble. Like um, because there's this thing like if Facebook. If um, Mr. Um, what's his name there that runs Facebook, Facebook's either a platform where people can put their stuff on, then they're not responsible for anything that people post, right? Yeah. But if Facebook starts editing stuff and taking stuff down that people post because they feel responsible for the post under U.S. law, that's, that makes them responsible. So they've now decided they're not a platform, they're more like an editorial. So they put they, if they if they start acting like that, they can put themselves into hot water eventually because then it means they're responsible for any copyright issues or any images that people post that aren't theirs. They, they could open up a can of worms if they keep acting like they're an editorial rather than a platform. I don't quite agree with that. That's, that's, that's um, something to take note of. I think it, the trouble is a lot of it's been too little too late because when media got big, it was all under, it was little bits of like people, they just let it go and let it go because they thought, oh, well, we would never catch on. And of course yeah. now it's caught on so massively that anybody could put anything they like on from yeah. whatever subject you're into. It's, it's, yeah, I guess it's just how it evolved. And like you said, oh, it's, you know, if you're not, my theory is if you don't like something, the subject or something, don't listen to it. Turn the switch off. Yeah, exactly. People need to learn that one. <laughs> it doesn't take much to do, does it? I mean, if you don't want to listen, yeah. it's like some things in the paper, I think, oh, I don't want to read about this murderer. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, because yeah, I think I'm giving him, I'm giving him justification in some sort of weird way, you know. Exactly. I mean, the only thing I would probably report is something that I felt like someone was threatening someone with violence, or yeah. some kind of a child abuse or something like that. And I would probably report that. Otherwise, I would just like, oh, I don't want to see this. Yeah, I, I, I can't agree
serious about it. What I should do after our chat is I should send you the download link bit so you can listen back to it. And the other link, which is the proper link to my website, my podcast site. And I normally share this with Anchor FM as well, which links links to uh, Apple Podcasts, so that gives it a bit more exposure. Excellent. As I say, I can't guarantee how many people listen to it. I never, I look at my numbers, but I don't look at them seriously. Oh, look. I've got two people. I, I'm just glad anybody listens, to be honest. Oh, well. Well, hopefully. Hopefully they do. Well, I hope so. I've done over 500 episodes so far. Oh, that's, that's a lot. Wow. Well, thanks for having me on. It was really great to be on. It's funny cool all of you to see you such a busy Yeah, I'm, I'm always, I, that's all I do is work every day. <laughs> well, thank you for giving me your time. I'm always running around like a chicken with my head cut off. <laughs> thank you for giving me your time and uh, have a good day. Yes, you too. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. podcast you just heard was recorded with anchor if you want to make your own download the android or ios app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast that's anchor.fm slash podcast